Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And this is our rookie wide receiver preview pod for 2023. We're going to draft 10 rookies each. And by we, I mean me and one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner, the odds maker. Sean, what's going on? What's up? I, I had a blast with our running back draft. I need to, like, prevent you from sniping me so much so my my draft strategy is ready to go here all right yeah so uh <laughs> I, i'm looking forward to it and uh for every for anyone that didn't listen to the running back pod be sure to check that out but uh, essentially we are going to draft uh for this pod we're going to do 10 wide receivers each and uh it's going to be we're going to use uh best ball 10 adp over the last two weeks and the winner will be whoever's team exceeds their expected half PPR uh, point value by the most. So it's not straight up raw points. Uh, ADP is taken into account here. So it's essentially a value draft. Uh, I had the first pick in the running back draft. So Sean, that means you have the first pick in this one. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going with Marvin Mims at Damn it. wide receiver 90. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver 90. Uh, you know, his stock, is going way up um, with Tim Patrick, unfortunately suffering another season ending injury before the year even begins with an Achilles injury. So, uh, and it also looks like KJ Hamler isn't quite ready yet. So he's gone. He's off the team. He's off the team. Yeah. He got released. Well, no, he might come back though. Um, But he he was dealing with something that could knock him out a while, but he seems okay. Like I think he will return. Uh, I mean, but the they, team, they the said plan. he's cut though. Like, is he? You think he's no, going to sign? Yeah, that I uh, saw. I saw the report. He's cut, but the plan is to bring him back. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but I really think that Marvin Mims is sort of like who they expected they were getting with KJ Hamler. Um, you know, he he's going to be potentially he's going to be their number three wide receiver to start the season. Something that they didn't really have last year. After Tim Patrick got hurt, I mean, they didn't really have anybody step up so i think he could fill that role um you know the offense should be much better under sean payton and marvin mims is a guy where he's mainly a downfield threat so he won't need a ton of targets to to offer value especially at wide receiver 90 but um you know i just love his upside here and his adp is only going to go up um after the unfortunate patrick news the other day yeah, I love Mims. That would have been my first pick as well. You know, just sticks out like a sore thumb at <laughs> wide receiver 90. Yeah. Um, I'm already projecting him for, I think, about 65% of the routes uh, over the course of the season. 
Um, maybe he starts out a little slower, but I expect him to actually be, become a full-time player at some point uh, during this season. I think, I guess Marquez Callaway is probably in line to be the, like his main competition at this point, unless Hamler makes a yeah, pretty yeah, crazy recovery. Sean Payton guys and Marquez Callaway and Lil John Humphrey. Lil uh, Jordan, yep, yep. Little Jordan Humphrey, a little John Humphrey. Would be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, Marvin Mims is a second round talent. So I, I think he should beat them out. Again, if he gets off to a slow start, that's fine. Just wide receiver 90 is a stale number, and I'm have to take advantage of that. And like I said, I'm ready for your shenanigans here. I'm not letting you snipe me again. All right. Well, now I know I know some guys that you're gonna be targeting, but oh, I got damn it. <laughs> I do I do have to go with but before I get there, so you might get another guy that you want because I have to go with what I think is another great value pick. Not quite as great as Mims, but I'm going to go Rasheed Rice at wide receiver mm-hmm. 66. Um, I think there is a real chance that he could be uh, the number two or even number one wide receiver on this team, depending on you know what happens with Sky Moore. I think I don't think Kadarius Tony's ever going to be able to play a full complement of snaps. I think uh. Tony's going to have to end up more like the way they used him last year, they're going to have to kind of preserve him, almost treat him more like Nicole Hardman, you know, when he was uh, in his first few years there where, you know, use him on a bunch of gadget stuff, but never really make him into a, a full-time player. And, you know, MVS is a very low percentage, low target per route run player. Travis Kelsey's 34. So there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, Patrick Mahomes led the league in, in uh, passing yards per game last year. So I really like, you know, a second round pick in Rice who put up, what was it, five uh, 120 plus yards, six 120 plus yard games oh, yeah. last year at SMU, was targeted on 35 and a half percent of his routes. That was uh, top three in the entire nation uh, among players with at least 200 routes run. Uh, so I really like Rice. And, you know, from all accounts, you know, I don't really take, you know, anything positive you know and change anything in, in terms of you know what i hear in camp but it, it is good to hear you know positive news uh from him in camp as opposed to you know something like like, like a trail on burks last year or something like that so um everything right now it seems uh seems like it's uh in a good spot for rice to to be a real factor in this casey offense in, in week one and um you know at wide receiver 66 there that there's uh there's not much downside there with a player like this compared to the upside so uh give me rice at wide receiver 66 yeah i love it you know he's in a wide open wide receiver room and the best offensive football so might as well take a swing here and he's a volume hog in college because he's so friggin good i mean he can win contested catches downfield or rack up you know yards after the catch on short immediate routes so he he kind of reminds me of chris godwin i think he's that Mm -hmm. type of player so He's a good fit for the Chiefs. He could do it all. So, you know, they have all these receivers doing all these different things. He could do it all. So I think he has a clear path to, you know, being in the starting rotation. And that comes with massive upside. So, yeah, I love this pick here. He's got crazy versatility, too. I just realized that he played in the slot 93% of the time in 2021. And then last year, he played out wide uh, 83% of the time. So That's what I'm saying. He could do it all. Yeah, that's uh, they need that. They need that. They do. Uh, all right, where are you going with your second pick? Oh, man, there, there's a handful of guys I can go here. I'm just going to have to go with my boy, though, uh, Jordan Addison. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I'm going off my plan now. Oh, well. Uh, he's just my favorite rookie wide receiver, just based on the talent, obviously, but also the situation. It, it's crazy. A lot of these 
first round, um, you know, receivers are going to be like the number two, number three target in their offense, which is kind of unusual, but you know, it is what it is. And he's in a situation where I think he's going to be the number two receiver in, in a pretty good offense um, playing across from Justin Jefferson. So he's another guy that can do it all. You know, he can line up inside, outside. Um, so I think, you know, there's a clear path to wide receiver three, potentially wide receiver two value. I don't know if he has that upside as a rookie, but either way, I think at wide receiver 41, um, you know, I, I can't see him not hitting ADP here. Um, so I, I love him as a talent. And I also think, you know, He's going to be an ideal number two wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be like an alpha dominant Julio Jones type of guy. Like I think he's the perfect, uh, you know, Robin to a Batman. So I think that being paired with Justin Jefferson is a good thing. Like he's going to attract the, you know, defensive coverages and give Addison some wide open looks. So I think he's going to thrive uh, as a rookie. Um, So yeah, I got to take him here at wide receiver 41. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he is going to be, um, you know, kind of fast tracked for that Thielen role, um, you know, sooner than later. So, and yep. uh, you, you've been talking him up all off season. So, uh, oh, and Brand, I knew you were going to take him. I was like, yeah, I, I, that's why I was like, I knew I'm going to let you get him probably because I was, it was between him and a couple other guys there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for my second pick in the fourth overall. I'm gonna go with Quentin Johnston. Uh, mm. I just, I just love the talent and, you know, I, I you talk about a, a Robin for Addison Johnston, Johnston might be like the bat girl or something. He's probably like <laughs> third or fourth in line for targets. But the more I dig into this charger offense, I think they're going to go at the fastest pace in the league. Kellen Moore had Dallas top two, uh, each of the past four years, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, they're talking about letting Herbert, uh, go downfield more. So I just think this is going to be um, this, this might end up being the best offense in football this year, mm-hmm. at least from a number standpoint, I could see Herbert leading the league in pass yards this year. Like they really want to open it up. Uh, and that's why they, even though they look pretty good at wide receiver with Allen Williams Palmer, uh, they go out and draft Johnson Johnston out of TCU 21st overall six foot three, 208. And when you look at, you know, historically, over the last uh, decade plus, wide receiver drafted in the first round, their median is about a 75% route run rate per game. And mm-hmm. I actually think Johnston can approach that. No, like, number one, you know, Allen's a year older. Mike Williams may, may be best for him not to play like at 95% of the snaps. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he could jump Palmer. Um, you know, off the bat, but I think they're going to go a lot of four wide. I think they're just, I think this offense is going to look a lot different, a lot more different uh, than people remember it last year where Herbert kind of had the down year and, you know, the yards per attempt wasn't there and he wasn't going downfield and guys were hurt. So uh, I just want to buy into this offense. If you remember uh, a couple of years ago, Dallas had three top 45 receivers and Mm -hmm. that was with Gallup and Cedric Wilson splitting time. Uh, so like if they, they, it could have even been crazier if one or the other had kind of mm-hmm. played in the, the third role all year. So I think there's going to be a lot of production to go around. So, uh, love Johnston here, uh, at wide receiver 46 and, you know, a couple spots lower than, than Addison. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm playing with house money after your Addison pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had mixed feelings about 
Johnson's landing spot just because, you know, he'll likely be the number three receiver, but it's a potent offense and he's attached to Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. which is good. But it reminds me of the CD Lamb situation. You brought up Dallas. I mean, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Yep. Where, you know, he's going to be the number three receiver, but he has built an upside even as a rookie because of Keen Allen and or Mike Williams misses time. You know, he has wide receiver two upside. Uh, that's kind of why I've been all over Josh Palmer the past couple seasons, not because necessarily because I thought Palmer was like, a stud he was just in a good situation so now we have an actual potential stud in that situation and i mean he he does have the highest ceiling of the entire class he does have julio jones like upside he's not quite there yet but if he he has the talent and skill set if he figures it out watch out yeah i think he's going to be a force in this offense for years to come and potentially even this year yeah, the more like the more I do my projections and stuff, it's just like he's just it's he's hard not to rank high uh, yeah. just with the way I have this offense projected. All right, so you got uh, Mims at wide receiver ninety and Addison at forty one. I got Rice at sixty six and Johnston at forty six. Uh, you're up with the fifth overall pick. All right, I'm going uh, Jaden Reed at Ooh, wide receiver seventy six. Now he's he's a guy where I didn't like the talent as much. I thought you know the Packers reached on him in the second round, but I do love the landing spot because, um, you know he he was more of like a return specialist who I didn't think was polished as a route runner quite yet. But it doesn't matter. They're going to be throwing him in the fire as a rookie. He's probably going to be their opening day slot receiver. Um, so that gives him a pretty solid floor, and he's really good. Uh, with the ball in his hands, like I said, he's a you know return specialist, so he's going to be very good after the catch. Um, so I think he rack up plenty of receptions, plenty of yards to beat this ADP. Like, um, and if Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs were to miss any time, he could be you know, number number two in the offense. So I think that he has a very high floor uh, with a de- decent ceiling as a rookie. So I think he's a no brainer uh, at wide receiver seventy six. Yeah, no, I, that was actually going to be my next pick. I, I love him as well. I think just the value, and especially in this Green Bay pass catcher corpse where there is some uncertainty there. Like, you know, Watson is probably going to lead it, but, mm-hmm. you know, Dobbs could could get jumped by somebody. There's, you know, there's, there's also Musgrave at tight end, you know, so there's not really a lot of established, you know, this is like one of the youngest uh, yeah. receiving cores ever, which just kind of opens it up for somebody to emerge. So uh, always got to kind of, target those situations when you're looking for rookies, just that path to be, you know, the number two receiver. And I think Reed has that, that path. Uh, yeah. And I also think like when it comes to projections, um, I would not be shocked if they give him one to two designed rush attempts a game too, which also helps, you know, stabilize his floor, but he has, you know, the potential to see even more touches with design handoffs. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I really like the talent. Actually, I got. I'm I'm not as low on the talent as you. I don't think, but I, well, the talent uh, as a route runner, like an NFL route runner, uh, he has some work to do. But again, if he's going to be the starting slot receiver, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm not being too picky. Uh, but yeah, second round was a bit high for him. But again, if they wanted him, you know, to be thrown in the fire right away, I get it. I'm just saying that there were other guys in that range. I thought should go higher. Was all. All right, uh, for the sixth overall pick, my third, uh, I'm going to go, since this is a value draft, uh, a guy that I think is going to beat his ADP uh, pretty handily, and that's Michael Wilson of the Cardinals. Um, You know, when you look up and down his roster, they have Marquise Brown and and Rondell Moore at the top of the depth chart, two smaller guys. 
and then it's Zach Pascal and then Dorch, another slot guy. So I think there's room for a guy like Wilson to potentially start from day one uh, in this offense. And if not, he'll, he'll probably just have to beat out Pascal at, at some point, which uh, shouldn't be too hard. You know, his late third round pick out of Stanford. Uh, just nothing really jumps out at you in terms of the metrics or the numbers, but mm-hmm. um, just a good football player and a guy that, you know, this Cardinal team, we, we expect it to be, at least right now, the worst team in football. Uh, that could lead to a lot of throwing. Now, the quarterbacks probably won't be great, but this is another situation where, especially if a guy like Rondale Moore uh, gets hurt again, and I don't believe he's even played much more than half a season yet in his career, uh, Michael Wilson has a, a path to be the his team's number two receiver as well, especially, you know, Zach Ertz, you know, who knows what's going on with him uh, coming back from that injury. So uh, I'm going to go with Wilson at wide receiver 96. I think he definitely beats it. It's the question just is by how much, and that's going to depend on how early, you know, in the season he kind of assumes the, you know, that starting uh, one of those starting perimeter roles, which I think he'll do pretty early. Yeah, yeah, I think he he's one of those guys where his ADP's only going to climb, I think, uh, you know, through training camp and through the preseason. Um, you know, Kyler Murray's raving about him, and he's a guy that will have better late-season value because presumably mm-hmm. Kyler Murray will be playing in the second half. So that's good. You're, you're not drafting Michael Wilson necessarily for weeks one through eight anyway. Um, so he has that upside. But I think he, he has upside to play like the Christian Kirk role yep. when he was on the cards. Like, he reminds me of Christian Kirk a bit. So there there is a path for him to hit as a rookie because you know they're going to be an awful team they're a rebuilding team they'll want to see what they have in their third round pick so yeah it wouldn't shock me if the second half for him specifically uh is you know useful in terms of fantasy and yeah he's at wide receiver what 96 right now yeah so yeah yeah that's that, that's a steal all right where are you going next Ooh, uh, okay um which guy are you most likely to t- oh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to just go with my other guy here uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Mingo at wide receiver 71. Um, he's a guy that I love the talent and I love the landing spot because again, he's in a wide receiver room. That's pretty much wide open. You know, the Panthers brought in a bunch of guys, they drafted him uh, and they have rookie quarterback. So there's a reasonable chance that Mingo ends up being, you know, the number one wide receiver in this offense. Uh, he's sort of like a running back wide receiver hybrid, like a, Debo Samuel or like a LaVisca Chenault type, like that's his range of outcomes. I think in the NFL, uh, he's a very good yards after catch kind of guy, which I think is a perfect fit for Bryce Young. You know, Bryce Young didn't really throw downfield a ton. I, I think that's probably the game that he needs to work on the most. So I think he'll be looking for guys like Mingo when he's on the move, um, you know, hit him underneath, get him open um, and have him rack up yards after the catch. So I think, Bryce Young and Mingo specifically could be an ideal fit. So I think in the wide receiver 71 range, he doesn't really need anybody to get hurt to be ADP. So I, I, I kind of like Rasheed Rice. Like I love that pick as well. He kind of reminds me of that. Um, so I like getting Mingo outside of the top 70. Yeah. Like right now, I think Rice, Mingo and, and Mims, those guys, like yeah. they're, they're like a tier down in ADP from, you know, the top, the top four. And uh definitely offering some good value and Mingo he has a chance to be the number one receiver as yeah. soon as this year I mean it's it's not like a you know it's obviously there's other guys and it's not like a a, a big chance but there's definitely a right. pass there's there's definitely a pass because Steven is more of a possession underneath guy at this stage you know Chark will see low percentage route runner usually uh and then who else is there Marshall you know previous regime uh yeah. drafted him so who knows if he can 
uh, kind of replicate what he did last year. All right, with the eighth overall pick of our rookie wide receiver draft, I am going to go with – I'm going to go Zay Flowers here at wide receiver 50. Um, he's kind of in a log jam in that, in that Ravens offense, but I love the talent. And I think this this Ravens offense uh, may pass a lot more than people think uh, under Todd Munkin this year. Mm-hmm. I think the offense is going to look a lot different. And, you know, Odell Beckham – can we really expect him to stay healthy for all 17 games? I don't know. And, you know, Flowers is talented enough that he could he could still be their most targeted wide receiver, even if Beckham and Bateman are healthy. Um, that's how good Flowers is. So I think he had like something like a, like a 45% target share uh, yeah. last year. It, I mean, this guy definitely can get open and, uh, and, and demand the football. So uh, I'm not worried as much about the, the, the guys around him just because I, I think – there's a lot of chance for injuries. And I think he, at this stage in his career, might be the most talented one yeah. already. So I'm not going to sleep on Zay Fires and just assume Baltimore is going to be that same old run heavy offense. They definitely have kind of shown signs of wanting to open it up. And I think Lamar had the quote saying he wants to throw for some ridiculous amount of yards that he won't throw for. But um, you know, it's a good, it's it's good to hear that they're kind of going away from Greg, that Greg Roman, um, you know, run heavy attack that yeah. I think. At the end of the day, I think Lamar just needs to be throwing more and needs the reps and needs to be, you know, they don't have to be this like run heavy offense as if they're like trying to hide him or something because they don't like he's a he's a yep. good quarterback. So, um, yeah, give me some Zay Flowers at wide receiver uh, 50. And uh, he's, I guess, the bottom one of that tier with Smith, Najigba, Addison, yep. Johnston and and uh, and then him. But uh, I kind of like him at the bottom of that tier because, again, I, I think he could very well be the top receiver in Baltimore. Yeah, for sure. And normally, you know, having the Ravens as a landing spot wasn't ideal just because they were so run heavy. But with Todd Munkin running the show now, they should be more pass heavy. So love Zay Flowers. He he has the upside to become like a Tyre Lockett, Brandon Cooks type of guy. Um, so love his upside and can't bank on Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham to both play all 17 games. So he's going to have some weeks where he goes off. So, yeah, I love this pick. All right. So uh, we're through eight rounds. We got to lead off the ninth your fifth pick um so this is a guy you know it's gonna be tough for him uh to be adp because he's so high right now but i i this is similar to your jameer gibbs pick uh in the other pod but i'm gonna have to go with jackson smith and jigba here at wide receiver 37 because um you know he should have been the number one wide receiver taken and he was but he ended up in a weird situation where i was saying um with quentin johnson it's sort of like CD lamb where he's already going to be a good receiver, but he's going to have to start off being likely the number three receiver in the offense. So that's, that's probably what he'll be uh, in year one. Um, So I think as a rookie, you know, I I would say he's going to be similar to like Robert Woods in his prime on the Rams, you know, in that situation, he's still going to be very valuable, but if, you know, DK Metcalf or, you know, Tyler Lockett were to miss time, you know, he will absolutely offer, you know, wide receiver two type value. So that's where I think he can beat ADP. And also he's really good. He could just blow up in year one, but I think down the road, he's going to be a guy to really, you know, look into, especially in dynasty, because if he were the number one wide receiver on the offense, he could be like an Amon Ra St. Brown type of guy, because, you know, he has a similar skill set, excellent change of direction. He had a really good three cone time. Uh, he can you can line him up outside as well. He's very versatile. But as a rookie, he's going to be sort of confined. But just love the upside that he has. So I'll take him at 
wide receiver 37, even though my projections have him closer to wide receiver 43, still think he has a ton of upside to beat this ADP. Yeah, I have him like in the in the low 40s uh, as well. Yeah. But, you know, top wide receiver in the draft. Um, and this Seattle team, you know, they could definitely open it up a little more. I mean, they're built for it now. The three, well, three both running receivers. backs are out. You're right. To. Yeah, exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For my fifth pick and the 10th overall, I am going to go. Now it's weird. It gets pretty tough because like you're just. <laughs> yeah. We got the, the top four off the board. Really the top, what, eight, seven or eight. Yeah. Um, and we are, we are met, like we're treating Mechie as a rookie or, or, or no. Oh yeah. Might as well. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> Him and uh, what about Calvin Austin? He did he did he he played right? No, he got hurt no, or he not? Play. No, okay, so no. both of them. I got Justin Ross as well. Justin Ross, yeah. Fuck. Cats out of the bag. No, no, no. I'm not gonna cipher <laughs> Justin Ross. Sick. Um, that yeah, that but he is making noise in camp, so yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with uh with Mechie then uh, at wide receiver 79. This is another situation in Houston where uh there is a path. For Mechie to be the number one receiver. And like, I think it's going to be Nico. Robert Woods is more like a, you know, two, like really a three at this point. I mean, given what we saw from him uh, last mm-hmm. season. So, you know, Mechie, great route runner, um, you know, uh, kind of going to fly under the radar a little bit, but there's, there's a non-zero chance he leads Houston uh, in targets as a rookie, technically his second year, but he's a rookie uh, missed last year recovering, uh, from the uh from the cancer so uh yeah let's go with Mechie here yeah I love it I mean he probably should have been a, a first round pick um uh, but they before the unfortunate you know leukemia diagnosis he was coming back from a torn ACL yeah so he probably would have been lightly used as a rookie anyway but yeah this season they they should unleash him and the wide receiver depth starts wide open so he very well could end up being uh CJ Stroud's number one target all right, we got so through. Uh, we got five picks each. You got Marvin Mims, Jordan Addison, Jaden Reed, Jonathan Mingo, uh, and Jackson Smith Najigba. Uh, I got Rasheed Rice, Clinton Johnston, Michael Wilson, Zay Flowers, and John Mechie the third. Where are you going with number eleven? Uh, I'm gonna go a similar route you took with Mechie, uh, a guy that I guess was technically a rookie last year but didn't play. Um, I think he has a ton of upside and that's Justin Ross. Um, it looks like his current ADP is 92. Um, so again, he, he's a bit of a wild card, um, because, you know, there's a chance he doesn't make the team. Um, but the, the Kansas city wide receiver depth chart is wide open and he is a player that was probably going to be like a first round draft pick, but you know, just, he had potential career ending injury in college so he's still making his way back from that but from all i'm seeing and hearing from camp is he looks great so i'm gonna just have to take a flyer on him um again like he has the upside to be a starting wide receiver for the chiefs he had the potential to be a you know first round type of pick 
So give me uh, Justin Ross at uh, wide receiver 91. Yeah, no, he's been buzzing all camp, man. And he was very talented guy before all the, all the injuries. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't knock it. You're just kind of shooting for upside here. And once after the top, you know, nine or so wide receivers, it's it gets gets a little shaky anyway. So yeah. I don't mind it. All right, with the 12th overall pick, my sixth, I am going with my Giants and Jalen Hyatt, uh, wide receiver 82. This is, uh, I mean, they have, what are they just going to like line up with the tackles? Like they're up to 105 receivers now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're all, they all play the slot. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, when you have a ton of receivers, you know, a talented guy like Hyatt, well, I think realistically his median is probably going to be kind of a deep threat, you know, inside mm-hmm. outside guy who can do it even from the slot. But there, you know, you're talking about Hodgins and Slayton and Paris Campbell, a lot of guys that probably top out is, you know, wide receiver three, four types in the mm-hmm. National Football League. Wandale Robinson's hurt. You know, Crowder, Beasley, those guys are kind of washed up. Shepard, you know, he can't, he can never stay healthy and he's older now too. So Hyatt yeah. is probably, you know, very well could be the most talented wide receiver on this team already. And this there's also a non-zero chance that he's their, their top wide receiver just because of, you know, the the kind of log jam here with no one, no one really sticking out talent wise. So uh, I'm going to go with Hyatt and just bank on the, uh, bank on the speed here to get me to get me home yeah for sure I mean it's it's a wide range of outcomes for sure but one that could end with him being the top wide receiver uh in the offense unfortunately the top target will probably be Darren Waller when he's yeah. healthy but yeah this wide receiver depth chart's wide open so gotta take a chance on a guy like this all right where you go next oh man um I guess like sort of a similar situation uh well not really uh, because he doesn't have a chance of being the number one receiver, but I'm gonna go with Puka Nakua at where where's the 104. 104. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a shot because um, you know, Cooper Cup is obviously the top option. Uh, I guess you could say Van Jefferson's a lock for the number two, but it's pretty wide open who's gonna be sort of the number three receiver in this offense that loves to run a ton of eleven personnel. So I'm gonna take a swing on Nakua, who's you know, an interesting fifth round prospect out of BYU. Not the most athletic wide receiver, but he's very crafty, very good route runner. He actually ranked third um, in PFF grade last year. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., probably one of the best wide receiver prospects since like Jamar Chase or anybody uh, we've seen some time ranked above him. So I can't fault him for that. But uh, he's obviously very talented and he could be a good fit for this offense. So uh, he could end up like being an active every week or being a, a mainstay in the, the 11 personnel. So wide range of outcomes, but I think it's worth it here at uh, wide receiver 104. Yeah. I mean, the Rams are one of those teams where you look at, you know, okay, who's going to be that, that third receiver and probably the second guy uh, on the perimeter. And it's, I mean, you got Skaronic is back. You, I know Atwell, they're, they're kind of going to give him some type of role, but um, and you DeMarco, know, you can't DeMarcus, DeMarcus Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, but that <laughs> but that means the depth chart is wide open. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and they could throw a lot because I that defense still looks pretty shaky uh, yeah. to me with all those losses. All right, with my with the 14th pick, I am going to go with. Uh, I'll just grab Josh Downs here, uh, wide receiver 89. You know, I, I don't have a high hopes for this Colts offense throwing the ball, but just kind of betting on, uh, you know, a third round talent, you know, guys in the third round typically are going to 
play about half the time, maybe a little under uh, in year one. And so when you kind of look up and down this list now, uh, out, you know, there's not many other guys that can push for that kind <laughs> yeah. of playing time uh, right off the bat as rookies. You know, this is not a dynasty draft. We're doing ADP, you know, value against ADP for this season for 2023 in redraft. So, um, yeah, I think Downs, Downs is really the only guy that makes sense here. And then then we'll really start getting into the uh, into the weeds. Yeah, he's a guy that I love the talent. He was one of my favorite prospects just hated the landing spot um ironically I, I had his nfl comp is like isaiah mckenzie cole beasley and he's going to be competing with isaiah mckenzie for that slot role um you know it just when anthony richardson's under center i don't know if he'll see enough volume to hit but certainly you know one of the more talented receivers it was just unfortunate his landing spot yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there's a, ch- I mean, I like Alec Pierce, for, like the fit of Alec Pierce in this offense, yeah. but there's a chance Downs could emerge as the number two target, even. I mean, absolutely. You know, McKenzie yeah. only got like, what, like a million guaranteed or something. He didn't get much mm-hmm. at all. Uh, and, uh, you know, Pierce is a little bit more of a, a low, lower, lower percentage route runner. Uh, at least I think he'll be in this offense. And I like Woods too, but he's a tight end. So. And they have so many tight ends. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's a chance with Downs. Depending on what happens with Jonathan Taylor, they might not lean on a traditional running game. Like, I could see just getting the ball out quick to a guy like Josh Downs would make a ton of sense. So, there's he has the talent, and they took him in the third round, so he'll he'll get playing time. Uh, just, man, if he landed in any other situation, I would have loved him a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. All right, where you go next? Yeah, so, I mean, we're really scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. Some of these guys, they they need to have injuries to have value. So I'm just going to go with the guy that has a clear path if somebody gets hurt, and that's Charlie Jones at wide receiver 132. You know, he's a fourth-round prospect out of Purdue. Um, you know, he's probably the long-term replacement for Tyler Boyd, if I had to guess what they're doing with this. Uh, but he could line up outside as well, uh, as well as the slot. So... I think he could be the contingency plan if either Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or Tyler Boyd missed time, uh, even as a rookie. So he has three different, you know, injury paths to offering potential value as a rookie. Obviously, he's not going to have much playing time if they're all healthy, but at least he has a path if one of them goes down. Um, we kind of saw that last year. They were kind of scrambling what to do. I think Charlie Jones could be the answer uh, as soon as this year. So I, I like the upside he provides at uh, wide receiver 132 here. Yeah, he's a guy I had my eye on as well, you know, just because I think he's they're probably trying to groom him long term for, you know, to be Tyra Boyd's replacement, ideally. So um, and, you know, Boyd is getting a little older. So, yeah, I wouldn't. And Cincinnati can go for I mean, they have Irv Smith at tight end, which means they're going to be missing. He's probably going to miss some games and they can they could just line up for a while. I'm I'm guessing I guess Irwin is still probably going to be a factor. Um, He played really well. Uh, last year but yeah uh jones i think for the value at 132 uh on one of the better offenses one of the best offenses in the league Mm -hmm. uh, i think that's a pretty good pick uh all right i am going to go with and this is kind of a a a prediction of mine but i I think calvin austin ends up overtaking Mm -hmm. a rob at some point so i'm just gonna go with him um you know missed all of his rookie year but so he's still a rookie, but I think yeah. he I think he's better suited to to start for Pittsburgh, you know, if because he can play in the slot. Like if 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 uh if A Rob is there, I don't I don't think you want him in the slot. And then you're gonna have to kind of you don't want Pickens in the slot, so then it's gonna have to be Deontay, but do you really want him in the slot? I don't know. So I I, I think number one, I just think Allen Robinson, 
I don't, I don't, you know, like it's been two straight years of just terribleness from him now. So uh, I think that that job, well, I don't think the offense is going to be crazy. I do think Austin has a decent shot to at least be a, a starter, which is more than you could say for some of these guys at this point. So uh, I'm going to go Calvin Austin, who looks like he's undrafted. So give him uh, ADP of 149. Yeah, I think that's a sneaky pick. And he's should be completely over that foot injury that knocked him out his yep. rookie season. It looked like he was going to return towards the yep. end of the season. Like he was healthy enough to play last year. They just decided to shut him down. So that's good to know that he's he's going to be 100% entering camp, entering preseason, entering week one, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think he could, you know, make a difference in this offense because he's unique skill set and, yeah, perfect for the slot. All right, we got four picks left. Where are you going? Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go way down on the list then, uh, and I'm going to take Xavier Hutchinson at wide receiver 140 just because, you know, this Texans wide receiver depth chart's wide open. Um, you know, he's a bit of a gamble, but he was solid at Iowa State. He was actually Brock Purdy's top target uh back in the day and he was uh Hutchinson was fourth in PFF grade last year like he is a pretty polished wide receiver um you know there's a chance he doesn't make the team but again this is a depth chart where if he does make the team there's a chance he could be the number one wide receiver at the end of the season so he has a wide range of outcomes but we love that at uh wide receiver 140 so um he he could smash this but um you know, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, <laughs> he doesn't catch a pass this season either. So love the wide range of outcomes here at the bottom of our draft. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, I think he had like a third, well, like a 35% target per route rate too. Like he's another one that was just uh, getting a ton of targets yep. and hogging the ball uh, when he was on the field. So don't hate it at all. Xavier Hutchison. And what 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 was he wide receiver one forty probably just undrafted. That's you said that's the the no one forty not no he's no he's actually ranked oh one. oh okay yeah yep Ooh, two picks left for me the eighteenth overall pick I am going to go with I'll go Tillman I'll go Cedric Tillman here just because he's the highest he's the highest guy remaining uh, mm-hmm. in terms of draft pedigree and you know that does have some predictive value I I do think he ends up sitting behind uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, but yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones is not like un unjumpable either. <laughs> so uh, he has been yeah. playing well, but, um, you know, Tillman is a, a guy that can, you know, do things down the field. So he could get, you know, he could be one of those guys that doesn't catch many balls, but you could get a, like a few long touchdowns or, or something like that. So, and, you know, Deshaun Watson also, I expect him to make a jump. So, uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Cedric Tillman here uh, with nice. T- 18th 18th pick in our ring. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, look for him in the Hall of Fame game. I think his ADP could jump. Uh, I-, I think he'll lead the team in receiving yards. I think they're gonna use him heavily, so he'll show off you know his downfield abilities, things like that. So I think hopefully after the Hall of Fame game, he's more on people's radar. Uh, but yeah, I love. I mean, he he probably needs an injury. Yep. Um, to crack the lineup, but certainly, you know, he's talented. If he does crack the lineup, he's a guy that doesn't need that many targets to produce either since he's a deep threat. So yeah, what, like it this late in the draft. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I, well, there is one guy that's left. We should probably talk about him uh, again. This is taking advantage of a wide open depth chart on the Texans. I'm going to tank Dell at uh wide receiver one Oh three. So uh, you know, he has a ton of speed, can win downfield. So, um, you know, he's probably better for best ball. Um, if I'm being honest, we probably won't 
be able to really guess or know when the spike weeks will come, but he'll probably have a couple big games this year. So I think he should be able to beat his ADP. Uh, not a guy that you necessarily want to trust in redraft leagues, but again, late in best ball drafts, uh, he's certainly worth a flyer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny though. We got what now three Texans, uh, you know, so one of them, has one, to of, one of them, well, one of them. Woods is going to, you know, have a career year or something watch, but uh, yeah, I think one of these guys should hit. Yeah. They have to. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's see. Last pick. This is tough. Um, <laughs> Who's left? If you want ooh. to talk through them. I mean, yeah. So, A.T. Perry, Kayshawn Butte, Demario Douglas, Trey Palmer, Antoine Green, Tyra Scott. Um, yeah, this probably I'm probably forgetting somebody, but I, th- mm, ooh, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with Palmer. I think I'm gonna go with Palmer uh, because. I don't know where we're at with Russell Gage. He had a, a bad injury in the playoffs, yeah. but even, you know, even if uh, Gage does, you know, start as a wide receiver three, I mean, this depth chart, you know, after Evans, Godwin, Gage, it's, you know, Devin Tompkins, Kaylin Geiger, Cade Warner. Like there's really Yikes. like Palmer probably win, like wins this number four job going away. So yeah. um, at this point in the draft, I mean, I you know, Perry, I, I I can't really trust any of these New England guys, especially in year one. Uh, and then Perry on the, I I think you know that that's kind of dependent on Michael Tom and Michael Thomas injury, but you know yeah. he still got Olave, Shahid, and new quarterback. So and then Scott, I don't think he cracks the rotation in Chicago. So yeah, I'm gonna go Palmer. Yeah, I like it. I, he should be active on game day. I, he's a really good returner. Um, mm-hmm. Let me think. Who would be the returner if it's not him? Sean uh, Vaughn. <laughs> well, was it like Gio Bernard returning kickoffs or something like that? So, with yeah, I think Palmer could be their kickoff and punt returner. So, yeah, if, if he's active, he certainly has an upside. Um, so, yeah, he, I was considering him. Uh, and then I saw Tank Dell. Uh, yeah. So, I was, I was about to take Palmer. Yeah, no, Dell is like a more of like he's got the higher draft pedigree and is probably going to be get some touches as a gadget guy one way yeah, or, yeah. or another. Um, Palmer is just more, you know, maybe we get an injury, maybe, but even if not, you know, should be the number four, like you said, kick returner. Looks like he's competing with uh, Tompkins right now. So yeah. uh, should be able to win that or or still be active. Exactly. Either way. Uh, and Palmer is another one that was not drafted. So we'll give him an AP of 149 as well. So there we go. 20 picks. Uh, let me recap the draft. Uh, Sean started with Denver's Marvin Mims at wide receiver 90. I went with Kansas City's Rasheed Rice at wide receiver 66. Sean went Jordan Addison of the Vikings at wide receiver 41. Then I went Quentin Johnson of the Chargers at wide receiver 46. Sean went Jaden Reed of the Packers, wide receiver 76. Uh, I went Michael Wilson of the Cards, wide receiver 96. Then Sean went Mingo of the Panthers at 71. I went Flowers of the Ravens at 50. Sean went Jackson Smith and Jigba at wide receiver 37 in Seattle. I went with John Mechie uh, of Houston, wide receiver 79. And then uh, the... The back half of the draft, Sean went Justin Ross 
uh, from KC. I went Jalen Hyatt. Sean went Puka Nakua. I went Josh Downs. Sean went Charlie Jones. I went Calvin Austin. Sean went Xavier Hutchinson. I went Cedric Tillman. Sean went Nathaniel Tank Dell. And I went Trey Palmer of the Bucks to close it out. Man, yeah, those last few picks, Ooh. those are... I, I got to say, I do like my Tank Dell pick. I think he yeah. was a steal at the end. Um, yeah, I, was no, kinda, I, I was hoping you forgot about him or something. I'm surprised he fell to me, and I'm surprised I took Xavier Hutchinson in front of him. Uh, but it all worked out. I, I yeah. like both of our teams. Yeah, I was, that, that, the only reason I didn't t- take Dell was because I already had Mechie, and I was like, all right, I, I, know. Don't, I don't know if I want to do two Texas. And, of course, what do you do? You go back-to-back Texas <laughs> to close out the trip. You got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Uh, is there anyone? I mean, there's no one we really <laughs> left out, right? I mean, I mean, we struggle at the end there, so I'm saying no. Yeah. Um, Tyra Scott in Boutte is 107. I think that's too yeah. high. I heard Douglas was actually out playing him uh, in Patriots camp, so I, I I doubt he he comes close to to hitting that ADP. Uh, Dontavian Wicks just because he's on the Packers, so yeah. he has a shot. Um, the Raiders took. Trey Tucker, Tucker, third round, but he's really just a return specialist. Um, so he'll be someone worth you know monitoring, I guess, during preseason. I mean, they spent third round draft capital on him, so they probably hope he turns into more than just a, a returner. But other than that, yeah, I think we covered them all, especially the three guys that didn't play last year. They're technically rookies this year. I think they all offer unique paths to upside. So I, I think we covered everybody that uh, we should. Uh, Darius Davis of the Chargers. He's another one we didn't. I mean, yeah. he's uh, he's another guy. He's probably just going to be like gadget. Uh, yeah, he would yeah. need multiple injuries. Yeah, to to play. And yeah, he's he's more of just a returner. Um, but all I, there's could be some guy that pops up. There always is, right? Yeah, so. I heard the guy. I mean, I don't think the Jets are going to have oh, space, Brownlee. but Brownlee, I've, I've yeah. heard good things about. Um, but yeah, oh, it's always good to monitor. You know, yeah. the, the undrafted guys and, and even some of the second year guys, you know, like uh, a guy like a Jalen Naylor, for example, I'm hearing good things about. So you never know. He might pop up in Minnesota. Yeah, and... I'm hoping he eats into K.J. Osborne's role, <laughs> not Jordan Addison's. But I have been monitoring that as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Naylor's actually running with the ones right now. Um, yeah, but, no, he's been balling out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, the Packers are definitely a team to watch. Just because, like I think if you're taking a, a flyer, like I love that Jaden Reed pick. Yeah. Uh, and we'll do tight ends in uh in the next episode, but I think Musgrave is another interesting one on the Packers. Like you got to yeah. look at these teams where you know there's not really a lot of established guys, which is why we have three Texans exactly uh, out of our twenty uh twenty picks. But yeah, yeah this was uh this was a good exercise, and hopefully the you guys listening found it uh, useful as well. Our running back episode. A rookie running back episode, excuse me, is already out. So be sure to check that out right here on the Fantasy Flex channel. And uh, we'll drop quarterback and tight end next week. You can find Sean on X at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. So if you're looking to get some action on some futures or maybe for the uh, upcoming Hall of Fame game uh, or just the, the, the week one of the preseason, be sure to uh, follow uh, us on the action app we'll definitely have some some action for that and of course our season long fantasy rankings are up at actionnetwork.com uh, along with our draft tool and all that good stuff so be sure to check that out until next time let's get this money
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.